y'all, it's your girl Duratia, and we're back with another episode of Dose of Nature Podcast. And yes, we're finishing our series on healing. And today we're going to be talking about grieving and trauma. Um, I also wanted to touch a little bit on childhood trauma. And I just want to start off by saying thank you all for listening and always tuning in and being alert. Um, I'm so grateful. I show much so I show so much gratitude to anyone who has supported me, even the listeners who don't know me from a can of paint, and even the listeners who follow me on social media, and even the people who I have recommended to listen to my podcast. I am extremely grateful for you, and I hope to see you each and every time I drop, so you can learn something new and join us on this journey of healing. So I chose to start off with this topic on grieving and trauma because today was one of those days when I rolled out the bed and I just decided to focus on all of the losses I have taken in life, um, all of the childhood trauma I experienced, all of the trauma in general I experienced, and I realized that I made it through a whole lot and I don't know how. I don't remember actually properly grieving. I don't remember actually properly um, fighting through my depression or fighting through the trauma that I experienced. But I remember it so clearly, so vividly, how it happened, when it happened, and how I felt. But I don't remember the day that I woke up and was like, I'm over this. I guess they time do, does heal pain but it's crazy because sometimes some one day I'll be okay and then uh, once out the month maybe I'll just have one of those days where I literally sit and cry and I mourn the people who I have lost or that trauma I have experienced in my life or things that happened to me in my childhood that I never discussed and I feel like now that I'm older and I know right from wrong um, I know that a lot of stuff that I experienced wasn't you know, appropriate for children to experience or um, to even be around. But as I as I learned to live with this trauma or this these burdens on my back, I learned that I think it's time that I give my testimony and tell what my life was, was like, what I experienced growing up, what I learned. Because I have, I realized that I have never given anyone my whole entire story. Nobody knows the real me. Like, nobody knows every detail of my life besides my two two good friends. And I, I don't know if I even told them everything. I don't even know how I would put everything together. So, I chose grieving to start off with because grieving and grief are two different topics. So, grief is a natural response to a loss of someone or something very important to you. The loss may cause sadness. It may cause you to think of very little Else besides the loss, the words sorrow and heartache are often used to describe the feelings of grief. And grief is like when you're in the process of grieving. It comes before grieving, basically. Um, it's that stage where you are trying to um, accept the fact that this is what's going on or this is who, you have lost somebody in your life and it's time for you to um, actually start the process of grieving. So grieving is the process of emotional and life adjustment you go through after a loss. Grieving after a loved one's death is also known as begrieving. Be bereavement i'm sorry grieving is a personal experience depending on who you are and the nature of your loss your process of grieving will be different from another person's process or experience this is no normal expected period of time of grieving so when i 
um, did my research and I was just trying to figure out like, how is it that my friend or my cousin has been gone five and seven years and I still find myself like it just happened yesterday. And that's because I'm in the process of grieving. Grief came a long time ago. Grief started when um, the one year anniversary came around. Grief started when the funeral was there. Grief started when the news was broke to, broken to me. Um, I'm now in the process of grieving or bereavement. You know how sometimes you find yourself like really lost trying to figure out like, why do I feel these crazy emotions? Like that's what I try to get to the bottom of. Why do I feel this way? And what, what can I do to make myself feel better? So I think it's important that we, we understand that grieving and grief, um, is two different things. And that remembering that grief does not have grieving does not have a time period or a length so you can mourn someone until you meet someone literally it's everybody experience will be different not saying that everybody hurts not saying that everybody won't you know experience the same trauma afterwards but everybody will grieve and grief differently you never know how you may feel. So you cannot judge someone else on the outside looking in. Like, why don't they feel the way I feel? Dude? Because we all know that we had different relationships with different people. So sometimes the way that person's death or that that person's loss could affect you could be a completely different effect on someone else. Grief is the response to loss, particularly to the loss of someone or some living thing that has died to which a bond or affection was formed. So you have to understand our relationships have different connections. So you may grieve differently from one person that you did the next one. It's it's, it's kind of like difficult to explain the emotions a human go through after they lose something or someone. Also, grief does not just come with the loss of someone. Grief comes with maybe you losing a car, maybe you losing a relationship, maybe you losing a job. Like grief comes with almost everything that can have you on an emotional roller coaster after the situations occur. So I found it interesting that a lot of people find the symptoms between depression and grief um, like hand in hand. So I found um, like this chart that gave like a comparison of grief versus depression. And it was so good because I know sometimes we can accidentally mistaken our our grieving process as depression. You know, some people even get on depression medication. Some people even have to visit psych wards afterwards. They have suicidal thoughts. So in the chart um, with this grief versus depression, it basically gave the grief um, symptoms and signs and then it gave depression symptoms and signs and it gave similarities. So on the grief side, it says irritability and deep sadness and difficult practicing acceptance and seeing or hearing um, things related to the loss. And depression side, it has guilt unrelated to grief, preoccupational with worthlessness, prolonged difficulties functioning and suicidal indications. The only similarities they gave were sleeping disruptions, loss of appetite, and weight loss. So I don't know how accurate this is, but it's crazy how grief could damn that feel like depression but it's hardly any similarities like the only similarities are like things that you eventually start to overcome as the first few months the first few weeks pass by 
And I thought that was interesting because I could have sworn that grief and depression was like head and head. But you have to be in a, a certain state of mind to actually be qualified as depressed medically, you know. It, not all the time can you even identify when someone is depressed. But from word of mouth, from word of sight, whatever case may be, you can damn near almost see when someone is grieving because they are more verbal to say hey, I just lost a loved one, or hey, I just lost my job, or, you know, they're more verbal with saying that they, what they are grieving, or what has caused them to be distant, or not feeling so much like their selves. With depression, it's more something that people try to hide, or try to sweep under the rug, they don't really speak much on it. Um, I thought that was really good, and it was just like, it pinpointed exactly the difference between depression and grief and that was something that was clarified to me because I could imagine how many times I thought like am I depressed because I was grieving I, I was mourning the loss of my friend I was mourning the loss of my cousin I was mourning and it felt like oh my god my mind is going a thousand miles per hour I don't know if this is depression should I ask for help should I reach out um but the people around me were extremely supportive, my family, my friends, through each situation. So I think the support was there, and that's why I was able to eventually get back to living a normal life. Um, but I still find myself in that grieving process, and this is why I really wanted to touch on this topic, because it took for me to get almost five years into grieving one of my good friends for me to finally understand that. The way that I'm feeling is okay. The way that I'm feeling is normal. Um, people go through it all the time. And I just wanted to educate you guys and give you guys some insight on how you may feel after the loss of something. I'm from Chicago where I experience death very often, like all the time. Like, I mean, every time, like almost once a week, I get on, on social media, check my Facebook or my Instagram. And someone who I've known since I was a kid or someone who I grew up with, a childhood friend, a neighborhood friend or a family friend, someone I know at least once a week is passing away from the gun violence here. And I just don't understand, like, how could we possibly be processing all of this at a healthy rate? And it just makes me, my mind is bottled. Like, I wonder how many people out here are actually screaming for help or drowning in this traumatic lifestyle that we're living the same way I am um so that makes me want to get on the topic of trauma and the way that I have been able to process all of the trauma that I experienced is simply by um figuring out what the emotions I feel and why I feel this way so trauma is an emotional response to a terrible event like an accident rape or a natural desire immediately after the event shock and denial are typical longer term reactions include unpredictable emotions flashbacks strained relationships and even physical symptoms like headaches or nausea um i always when i think of trauma i always think of um ptsd like i know we heard of that growing up and we 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 basically just thought it was for people who, you know, were in the army or who experienced some type of like traumatic situation, like when multiple people around them died. I never thought of it as if I may be suffering from PTSD or my brothers or my friends may be suffering from PTSD, but PTSD 
is something that is very fluent throughout the black community. Um, and I think you can only be medically diagnosed for having PTSD, but if you do your research on what PTSD you damn that could be like, I can basically diagnose myself, you know, that little saying, you Google, you Google something and it'd be like, oh my God, I'm, I'm dying in 24 hours. Like when I Google PTSD, I felt so much relation to it. Like, damn, I damn that experienced all of this. And this was written strictly for people who are firefighters, people who go through traumatic experiences like bombings and things like that. But I'm from a regular town, um, Chicago, for instance, and I grew PTSD by just growing up in these neighborhoods, experiencing this trauma. Like, it, it's crazy. Like, it has my mind bottled. But PTSD is a disorder in which a person has difficulty recovering after experiencing or witnessing a terrifying event. The condition may last months or years with trigger that can bring back memories of the trauma a companion by int intense emotional and physical reactions. I was like, that's the definition strictly off of Google. And it just had me like, how in the hell and do I not have PTSD when, like I just said, every week someone around me is dying I don't have the proper time to grieve or even process, even attend a funeral for the first person that I just learned about not even two weeks ago. Now, in today's world, I literally have to experience someone I've known for years or my entire life dying every week, 365 days a year. Like, it's it's crazy. Like, it's to the point where I literally put a, like stop to some of my friendships to people who were in the streets so I can try and dis disattach myself from constantly having to experience the loss of a friend um it a loss of a family member as well it gets so saddening to know that people around you are literally risking their lives every day they walk out the door like I know I wake up in the morning and I pray, I get on my knees and I thank God for even waking me up for another day. I ask him to watch over my family, watch over my friends, watch over my peers and just give me the grace to just step foot in this world and do what I'm here to do, live in my purpose and do it safely. But here in Chicago, it's like you have to pray for so much more. You have to pray that you don't get hijacked and no one kills you in the process. You don't get like it's it's. I'm a female and it's just like the fear that I walk around with in my heart is just terrible. Like it's ne never a breath of fresh air. I never could take a step back and relax because I'm always thinking, always um, basically traumatized from everything that ever I ever experienced. Like I've been in multiple shootouts. I've been in multiple situations where I could have almost lost my life. Like it's just like the trauma that comes with living here is i can't even tell you like it's, it need to be in a movie like i wish i can really give in real life insight like connect a camera to my to my life and just show the world what it really like what it's really like and i just really wanted to touch on this because it was so heavy on my heart today to just get it all out to see how i feel i i see i'm not i'm not comfortable enough to really go in depth about all of the trauma and grieving i experienced but i do plan to give my testimony um so hopefully 
next time around, I'm more comfortable behind the mic and speaking about the situations. But if you know me personally or if you don't, my journey has been extremely difficult. I have experienced lots of loss. Very close friends of mine have passed away. And I feel like the trauma I have experienced living here and just the relationships that I've had built with people who are no longer here is just like, that's enough for me to be traumatic with my with my own understanding. Like, I really don't need nobody to diagnose me and tell me that this I, I'm experiencing unhealthy trauma. Still as a, an adult at 26 years old, it still bothers me. People I have not seen in five years, six years, seven years, eight years, 10 years to see them die and lose their life to the streets or lose their life accidentally like it's just terrible and I just really wanted to touch topic on this I'll never forget the day when I I I really realized that psychology was my thing mental health was my thing and being able to use my voice as an anchor to get to to other people and educate them I realized that a lot of people in my community are suffering from symptoms that are diagnosed easily in other racial communities um but we don't have the resources to actually get the help that we're screaming out for we don't have many mental health facilities we don't have many therapists um I remember when in my undergrad last year my senior year of undergrad we were discussing in one of my classes about how they took a lot of the um counseling out of the schools and replaced them with silly stuff that didn't make any sense and I just felt like um counseling was always a priority should have always been a priority especially in these schooling systems with um, all of these traumatic in these areas where all of these traumatic events are happening. Um, I know like uh, it's a lot of school shootings going on and I feel like if counseling was still a part of the school system and you know part of the things that they educate us in in school then we probably would be able to see the symptoms more see the signs more. Um, I think counseling or therapy should be mandatory just weekly to even check in on someone's mental health. Um, it's a lot that I can talk about, about trauma, like trauma changes you, it builds you, it molds you to be, um, either strong enough to handle situations like that are traumatic or it makes you weak enough. Like in his definition, it says the condition may last years or months with triggers that can bring back memories of the trauma. If I'm constantly in situations where I constantly have to ride past where I I see my friend's body or I see it all over. And social media plays a major role in it, seeing it all over social media. And it just brings back all these traumatic memories. Like, how do I, how am I able to process this? I think us as Chicagoans, especially from the community where I, I grew up from, we are like top tier, like, as far as when it comes to a situation that's happening to us, we beat that shit up like Rocky and we keep on moving with our life. Like, I hate to say it, but we never get a chance to fully process everything that's going on before we're. it's time for us to grieve the next situation or it's time for us to attend the next funeral. And I just want to salute us for continuing to go, to continuing to walk through this field of life, continuing to try and better ourselves and give our children a better lifestyle. Um... I'm not from much. I grew up in the projects. I grew up in public housing. Um, so I've seen a lot.
So we all know that trauma can date back all the way to our child our childhood memories and things that we remember growing up. Um when it comes to childhood trauma, you have to really be able to channel your past life, your past memories, actually remember what occurred um to your best ability to try to figure out what was actually the issue or what caused you to be um afraid to confront this person or this thing or speak up about this certain thing or childhood trauma um occurs pretty much when it starts occurring pretty much when you are able to regulate your memory so we start to remember things at the age of three so at three is when you have literally your brain is now storing things. You that's when you're learning to walk, talk, etc. So imagine how much you could have experienced from the ages uh three to seven, I say. Um, where you couldn't really process it in or you couldn't really even vocalize what was going on or what was wrong. Um, I know personally I seen a lot. I experienced a lot as a child and I didn't realize that, you know, that was wrong or the situation I should have brought the situation up. I should have spoke to my parents about it until I got grown and I was like, wait, that shit ain't right. Like that wasn't ever supposed to go down like that. But as I learn, I just know that as a parent, when I become a parent, that I have to take the steps to make sure my child is secured and my child does not experience anything that will cause them to have that fainted memory. Um, I think I just watched a movie called The Unforgiven or The Unforgettable. And it was so, it, it just reminded me of childhood trauma. So like, and that's why I, it, instantly when I watched it, I went to my notes and I was like, I got to talk about this because this is just something that we all have experienced. And people try to like basically wash it out of our brain that certain things didn't occur or certain things were, you know, and I know in a black community, um, we we are forced to believe that we have to respect our elders or certain things that we shouldn't speak about. Um, a lot of things are swept under the rug and not discussed as often as it should be. And in that movie, uh, The Unforgettable, if I'm not mistaken, or The Unforgivable, I think it's The Unforgettable. Um, basically, at five years old, she was taken away from her sister and um, she was put in foster care and another family raised her and never told her about her sister because her sister was supposedly the one who shot and killed a, um, a police officer. But come to find out, the five-year-old girl is the one who killed the, the police officer, but the sister ended up doing 25 years in jail. And when she got out, she was looking for her sister. While her, while her sister was with her adopted family, she was having all of these nightmares. Um, it really wasn't nightmare. It was like vivid visions of her with this woman and she knew she had a connection with this woman she built a bond with this woman and I thought it stood out so much because you know that saying oh they're just kids they won't remember no we will remember regardless of what you try and put in our head afterwards or you know the following days weeks years afterwards we still will remember that traumatic situation and that will literally stick with us our entire life and I remember in the movie the sister yelled out at the foster parents when she was trying to see why they never told her about her. She was like, you don't start living your life at five and you don't start living your life at five. So you thinking that you all the shit that happened around your child when they were two, three, four, five years old, you think expect them to just grow up and accept the fact that this happened in this 
just did it. It, it was okay. Like I, I, for the life of me, I don't understand. Like how did this go on for generations to generation? But that's why us millennials and Gen X are here to break these generational cycles, these generational curses. We are speaking out. We are loud about it. We are letting the world know that we are educated. We are here to change the way things have been done for decades, for years. Um, and I'm so grateful to be a part of it because I know everything that I'm saying, the reason why I'm speaking about this is because this is will, this will make history. I will leave a legacy. I will leave people something to remember about me, something that I've learned, I've passed down. So I'm literally at top tier level of living. And I'm just grateful for this platform. But in the, in the most important aspect, we have to be prepared to speak about things that everyone is scared to say when we are talking about childhood trauma and things that occur in the black community that no one speaks about. There's always stages to everything. Like I said, there were stages to grieving. Like the first stage of grieving is denial. This is the stage when we don't believe that we're that that the person or that subject is actually gone anger is the second stage of grieving this is when the person becomes angry that they're gone the third stage is bargaining this is when we promise that we'll change something or we'll do whatever we have to do to bring them back we and I've literally experienced that so bad I thought like changing my whole life I wouldn't have to experience this again but we have to understand like the way God and the universe works we cannot control death we cannot control when someone leaves this earth when they will return if they return and if they, this is the life time for them and the fifth, the fourth stage, I'm sorry, um, is depression. Depression is when we feel hopelessness about the future. Without them, we're thinking like, damn, like, how am I going to move on? And I noticed that a lot on Facebook when people are grieving, they always say like, damn, that's not how stuff's supposed to be. And that's that, it says that depression stage where we start to feel like, uh, damn, like, how am I supposed to live my life? Like, God didn't this wasn't supposed to, this not supposed to be written for us. Like, this is not the way of life, but we all seem to make it past it. Or some of us still are in the process of that depression stage. And um, trust me, continue to focus on your life, continue to focus on the positive things ahead of you, and you will get past that stage. And lastly is the acceptance stage, which is the fifth stage. And this is when you accept the fact that you can go on with your life and deal with that absence. You you start to appreciate the fact that you were even with this person. You had the opportunity to, to walk, to talk, to breathe the same air as them. And you are extremely grateful for that person and the experience that came with them. Um, I also found some different stages of childhood trauma and different um, preventionals from for your future. If you are in the process of being a parent now. Or maybe you could add this to your parenting skills. So rejection trauma, abandonment trauma, betrayal trauma, and justice trauma. So we have to understand as children, we learn by trusting. Like if I don't trust you, I will not learn from you. So that reminds me of like in school when children are like having a hard time clicking with that one teacher. A lot of time it does not be the child. It do not be your child. It sometimes is the teacher. If you're if a child and a teacher does not get along, how do you expect them to learn from them? It's impossible. I don't want to listen to you. I don't want to learn from you. And I experienced that a lot. And I think that promised me with building relationship with people who had higher authority over me. So 
I just really wanted to speak on that real quick. But for rejection trauma, we have um, this is when you are always making negative assumptions about others and their thinking. That's because the one person or the person who you were supposed to build a relationship with or bond with rejected you or backstabbed you or made you look at it differently growing up um then we have betrayal trauma which is something um when anxiety and depression and other mental health symptoms start to kick in because you now have issues or problems building and making connective relationships with other human beings no matter what people say in this world you are you need other people to live your life like Humans thrive off of connectivity, so you have to have positive relationships around you, healthy relationships around you. And therefore, abandonment trauma is the fear of being left behind or abandoned. Um, this is common when people who have experienced being in the um being in the adoptive system, being in the you know child service system, um, so they might experience that a lot. And then we have the injustice trauma. Um, and this is when some type of physical or uh, abuse or trauma ha have experienced. Um, then you start to feel like all type of pain or um, back pains out of nowhere. You start feeling fatigued and drained and it's unpredictable. It's not like, you know, one day you just wake up and you just feel extremely exhausted. And that could come from um, physical abuse as a child. So when you're dealing with grief or after a traumatic situation, um, or even if you are having those moments when you are triggered by childhood trauma, just remember that you're not alone. And it's, it's an emotional struggle that almost every human goes through. As long as you continue to strive and push yourself to become better and have a better mental state, try to eat healthier, think healthier than you will eventually get past this milestone in your life. There is no right or, way, right or wrong way to handle trauma or loss, and there is no set timeable. So just because you are moving at a slower pace with your grieving process and other people are back out living their normal lives does not mean that something is wrong with you or something is wrong with them. Everyone experiences grief differently. Everyone copes with trauma differently. So just know that th this is not um, a race to be the the happiest person you have to do take baby steps if you if necessary do things that to actually grieve properly um to actually you know be able to mourn and actually look forward to getting back to your regular life at a normal pace it's it's normal to experience setbacks as well on your path of healing um don't ever think that everything will be perfect after you get past that that one day of not crying or that one day of you not thinking about that person because it, you will have setbacks but you have to remember that that it does not always rain there are more sunny days to look forward to and as long as you keep that positive mindset and you continue to push yourself to become you know more mentally stable then you will eventually get there Grief can last for weeks, months, or even years, so don't even try and pinpoint, okay, I'll be over this in a few weeks, or because, like I said, one person's death or loss to you could be a completely different feel from another person, so you never know exactly what you are missing from some, you are missing from someone's being gone until they are actually gone, so never try to pinpoint a time or a um, length on when you will be over this situation. Feeling guilty about 
losing a loved one or after experiencing a traumatic event is common, but the tragedy is not your fault and beyond your control. You know, your mind is your strongest weapon. So if you can control the thoughts that you are putting in your mind, never try and blame yourself for the situation, you will be able to, you know, ride the wave and get past, get over it. Because eventually you have to be able to walk into those steps of acceptance. You remember that's the last step to grieving or, you know, accepting the fact that a person is no longer with you. So you might ask yourself how to deal with grief and trauma. Um, it's really no right way and my way of Dealing with grief and trauma or what I believe helped me get through it doesn't might not help you. It's just like it comes with life. And you we all know that life comes with trial and tribulations. You have to be resilient. You have to be persistent. Resilience is when you are able to adapt to whatever life has thrown to you. Like I said before in a previous podcast, we as human beings, we are molded to, you know, adapt to our environment. So you just have to be willing to adapt to the life that God has put you in and the walk by faith and not sight also you can stay connected with your loved ones and friends consider using grief resources therapy is not always a bad thing i know it's not pushed in our communities but therapy um could also help after you experience something traumatic be prepared to grieve as well um when grief of a lost one a loved one um resurfaced during anniversaries or other special date there are other ways to cope with holidays as well you can ex you know still and incorporate them into your holidays still incorporate them into birthdays and anniversaries um i think gift boxes or those little um uh, painting posters are also a good way to keep you a remembrance a happy picture of them you know a happy memorial or even a picture with you in them um I know for me that kind of was like not not a good way for me I couldn't even look at some of my pictures with my friends and even my cousins after they passed it would make me extremely sad I wouldn't even go on their pages it just was like you know so that didn't work for me but statistics have proven that memory boxes are a good way to get over grief um, um to actually step into your acceptance stage actually be willing to um pass that part of when you are hurting and you can't get into the field of accepting the fact that that person is gone balancing your grief process and regular activities can be difficult but always allow yourself the time and space needed to process the various emotions and take breaks from grieving when possible go out and do something that you love to do that was something that I actually helped me through my grieving process because I would like step out and once I realized like so much more to life like I haven't experienced so much more I will actually get something to look forward to and your future is the best thing to actually aim for in life because nothing in your past can you change so um that helped me I was going out more seeing meeting new people and that was just like gave me a brighter horizon on my future and I was just ecstatic to actually get to that you know actually live that life that I was envisioning um, practice self-care as well make healthy food choices and maintain a regular sleep schedule and try therapeutic activities like yoga meditating um i'm very big on meditating i'm very big on going out in nature and keeping myself grounded and going out around plants and trees we have to understand that our body is our vessel if we take care of that it will take care of us 
So today I really hope you guys learned something from me. Um, we covered grieving and trauma, childhood trauma. I touched a little bit on it. Um, I do plan to go more into childhood trauma maybe in my series too. Um, but I really appreciate all of my listeners. I really hope I shed a light on a situation that you have experienced or even experiencing now. Educated you and gave you some free gems because that's what we're here for. I'm so grateful. I show so much gratitude for all of my listeners. I love you boatloads. I love you tenfold. And I'm always sending you love and light. I appreciate for all my listeners, everyone who is always tuning in, tapping in. And thank you for listening to Dose of the Major. And I'm out.